Hey there, friends. My name is Max Critchfield, and I'm the pastor of College Age Community here at Three Crosses. This podcast exists for the purpose of helping young people flourish in life and faith, and we're so glad you're with us. In this season of the Praxis Podcast, we're talking about discerning decisions, seeking guidance as it applies to making decisions large and small as faithful followers of Jesus. We've selected this topic for the Praxis Podcast because, especially for young adults, there are a lot of big questions that need discerning. Questions about location, vocation, relationship, and and so much more. So the question is this, how do we walk through those significant crossroads seasons and come out on the other side with maybe not 100% complete certainty, but a piece that the direction we're going in feels like the next right step in our walk with God? We're getting into these questions and more this season, and we're so glad you're with us. I am joined for these conversations by my friend, Patty Crone. Say hi, Patty. Hey there. So glad uh, to be with you. Patty is the Director of Care and Equipping here at Three Crosses, and we're blessed to have her with us as we dive into these exciting topics. Today, we're talking about uh, the role of community, of wise voices when it comes to decision-making. Man, I'm really excited. This is... Just a topic I'm passionate about, um, something that's made a difference for me profoundly, a means of grace from God in my life when I've been at many significant crossroads. So I'm excited to talk about just the role of wise voices when it comes to us making wise decisions. But before we get there, we have the precious moment. Had you been thinking about Uh, this, Patty? (laughs) (laughs) So this is our time in the podcast. Oh yeah, I did have one. That's right. I had forgotten, but then I remembered. (laughs) Good. This is the time where we think about just something that's made us smile recently. It could be today. It could be this week. It could be recently. Uh, Just something that's bringing us joy. And um, I will go first. Um, I think for me... Something that's bringing me joy, put a smile on my face today, is the return of my enjoyment of pho, which is Vietnamese Mm. noodle soup. Um, And we had just kind of been on the outs for a while, which... um, You had a little breakup? Yeah. uh, Long story short, it was the last meal I ate when I had like the norovirus. Oh, boy. And so I That'll kill a food group. (laughs) I ate it. And on the way out, I was like, I feel a little funny. And like my family had started like barfing. And so I got home and I just, it came up the way it went in and it was really unpleasant. So, um, (laughs) but it's been redeemed. Right. For a while I had just sworn it off. I was like, you know what? I just, I need a break because every time I would see it or think about it, you're just remembering that negative association. Right. So it's, it's, it's been a while since that happened. And I kind of like went on a ramen kick for a while, which is also delicious, but I've, I've eaten for a really long time and I really like, so I'm thinking about it today because that's what I had for lunch today. And it was delicious. There's a place that's close here to the church. It's called Pho Anti 7. And, uh, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it's, it's in that little marketplace mm-hmm. kind it's of place? It's just a couple blocks. Mm-hmm. Like I, I walk there from the church. It's like a little 10-minute walk, and uh, it's really good. They're really nice in there. Oh. Delicious bowl of soup if you're in the area. Pho Anti 7. I mean, there's a ton of great pho places, uh, food of all types, which is one of the things I love about being in the Bay Area. But uh, that's what's bringing a smile to my face today is, you know, it's a little, it's a little wintry, you know, and just a warm bowl mm. of soup is um, soothing to the soul. So that's mine. Patty, how about you? Okay. I couldn't choose between a food one and a people one. I'm going with food. So we have a theme. I'm all about <laughs> yeah. themes. Uh, last night we had a training here for kind of an equipping, encouraging 
for our leaders um, for community nights and love that Carmela. She has a zillion gifts, um, but she was a little concerned we weren't going to have enough food. So she went out and got some pizzas. She brought back a gluten-free pizza that Mm. was, I'm gluten-free, fantastic. And when you can find a gluten-free where you don't feel like you're compromising, it it sparked a lot of joy. Mm. So much joy that I took some home with me. I had more (laughs) when I got home. And I was just, it was pretty happy. That Mm. was pretty happy. Lovely. I love that we had food ones today. Yeah, those I think the food theme is always good. They weren't the first, they won't be the last. No, because so. <laughs> we do live in a place of amazing food. Absolutely. I'm liking that about, I'm liking that about the East Bay. Beautiful. Well, with that, we get into today's conversation about discernment. And um, we're kind of at the point in the season where we're talking about the different tools that we're using to kind of build a decision. That's kind of some language we've been using for the last couple episodes. We talked about the role of scripture, you know, of revelation and formation. We talked about the role of the Holy Spirit in our decision-making. We started like kind of the nuts and bolts of like gathering information. We talked about intrapersonal, interpersonal, mm-hmm. structural kind of like... Good stuff. Um, that was a really... I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that conversation. I hope Damn. you did as well. Um, and today we're getting just into the role of that wise voices play, kind of the input of others um, when it comes to decision-making. And um, I guess as I'm just sitting here thinking about it, um, this can be a fraught topic perhaps, or maybe it can maybe feel a little cringe inside because we can all probably think of a time we got bad advice. Mm -hmm. You know, we can think of a time when maybe we were contemplating a decision and the counsel we got was not good, you know, and kind of looking backwards, maybe it was Mm well-intentioned. Maybe it was just, um, it was not Mm well-intentioned. It was words of discouragement when we maybe came to other people with a dream and asked what they thought about it. So um, I think as we're building a decision, we're thinking, God, are are you leading me in this? This idea of kind of seeking counsel from Mm -hmm. others, wise voices, uh, can really be a means of grace from God. Because I think we can think of, we can all think of the negative times, you know, where the counsel we received was not good. But we can probably, hopefully, by the grace of God, think of times where it was a timely word from a wise person that uh, God used powerfully to direct our path, right? So maybe we'll just start with a really, just a general question of why do we feel like the voice of other people is important as we seek to discern God's leading in the decisions we face. And we're saying this, right? Like we're not using, we don't use one tool to build the whole thing. So this isn't like it, all that matters is what other people say. It's not all that matters is just us making a list of do's and don'ts, right? We're talking about a different tool each week, each episode of the podcast. And, um, that wise input, um, has an important role to play. So Patty, what would you say about that? All of a sudden, flashing back to even like Genesis and God creating us and creating Adam or man. He's not named Adam yet. And he says, it's not good for a man to be alone. And we always think that's about, you know, marriage. And, um, but honestly, I think a lot of it is, mm. is decision-making that the task that God has given us in creating us is to, to be fruitful, multiply, bless the earth, subdue it. And we can't do that alone. And it's not good for us to do it alone. So it, I don't think it's just an accountability to do the right thing, but also, yeah, through through our through God's people, God leads. And mm. you know, if we if we isolate, 
we're going to get ourselves into trouble. And um, I'm thinking about another category, though, when, when you said that, too. There have been seasons in my life when I really wanted a wise person to speak in, and I couldn't find anybody who was in, in my life that could do that. Mm. As a new Christian, yeah. um, I didn't have some wise older women that I could go to. And um, so I think that can be another category of where do you go and how do you start that process, too. But yeah, so it's, it's such a gift. Um, in discerning God's will. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you bring it back to the very beginning of it's not good to be alone. I think life isn't meant to be lived in isolation. No. It's not meant for us. It's not a solitary enterprise. Mm -hmm. God means for us to navigate life and all of its complexity, beauty, challenge together. You know, we were just in a conversation before this, and you brought up Ecclesiastes 4, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about a cord of three strands Mm -hmm. is not easily broken. That um, you know, Two are better than one. One falls down, the other picks them up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, that we probably all, we've all had those times where we're isolated. And there's times where we choose that because it's like, Mm -hmm. look, I get to be the Mm -hmm. captain of my own destiny. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then there's times where it's like, it hurts to be alone. It It hurts to be facing a significant decision and have no Mm -hmm. one that can speak wisdom and love into Mm -hmm. my life. Right. So I think just on the face of it, just kind of the fabric of existence as God has made it. It's not meant for us to face alone, yeah. you know, and um, and really that's at the heart of the gospel, isn't it? Is that God doesn't leave us alone? Yeah. He doesn't um, just He doesn't abandon us, right? That the whole enterprise of the gospel of the rescue mission in Jesus Christ is that I don't want you to be forgotten. I'm not going to leave you on your. I will come to you. Yeah, and ideally, the person that we reach out to to help us make a decision and then walks alongside us. So even if that decision kind of falls flat or doesn't have the result we intended, having that person next to us is kind of even a witness that, hey, I did diligence. You know, there have been decisions I've made. Um, again, we're talking about not not right or wrong, but, you know, what could be the best yes. And there have been times that later on, I, it, it hasn't turned out the way I anticipated. Yeah. And having that person continue to walk with me that helped advise me mm. it is a reminder, you know what, I did do diligence. I did ask. I did seek advice. And they're invested in helping you walk that out too. So it builds your relationship. And being on the other side, getting asked is really cool to when somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, I've got to make a decision. Would you help me process? What a gift. So it just builds the body, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we've been talking a bit about this. I think it's good to go, go straight there at this point is just yeah. kind of the wisdom of the scriptures when it comes to kind of having wise input. You might be listening to us at this point. It's like, okay, that's cool. But, um, you know, what does God have to say Mm -hmm. about the importance of what other people might have to say um, as we contemplate a significant decision? And there's really a a wealth of kind of prescriptive things Mm -hmm. and descriptive things. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking before we hit record on this episode where we see that. So, you know, I was just thinking, we've talked a few times about just the, the category of wisdom when it mm-hmm. comes to decision-making. And one of the key wisdom texts, right, is the book of Proverbs. And um, there's many Proverbs that speak to the importance of seeking wise counsel, mm-hmm. seeking input. You know, Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. Uh, Proverbs twelve fifteen says, The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that's funny because we've all probably, 
a lot of the decisions, maybe we've probably made a few decisions mm-hmm. knowing they were bad, mm-hmm. you know? The and we purposely didn't seek yeah. out counsel. Yeah. I don't yeah. want anyone to tell me what and to it do. It didn't turn out well, but there are probably times where we like, we were in isolation. Mm-hmm. We, fa- we were faced with the decision, you know? And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, this mm-hmm. seems all right. And then looking back, it was like, you know, if I had asked somebody, <laughs> they probably could have told me this was a bad idea, mm-hmm. you know? So. <laughs> Giving me a little glimpse of where this is yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this one um, in Proverbs 18, verse 1. It says, an unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Mm. And he goes on, fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. And I I love the CSB version of that says, one who isolates Mm. herself pursues selfish desires. Like, Mm. I quote this a lot. Yeah. (laughs) That isolation (laughs) is to strike out against myself. You know, it's to hurt mm. myself and others um, when I isolate. And yeah, then wisdom's not even going to sound good to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I'm my greatest swindler. I self-swindle all the time. Mm. So then there's also those, um, we talked a little bit about just even those descriptive pieces in scripture. Yeah. You know, we even talked about, gosh, what if the first man and woman would have would have had a consultation with each other before <laughs> taking, and of course, that's, that's actually making a simple choice, but... Um, before they took that forbidden fruit and said, hey, wait a minute, what was God's counsel to us? But, mm. but later on we see in, uh, in Kings that, you know, we've, we've got a king of Israel who rejects, okay, 1 Kings twelve eighteen Rehoboam, he was Solomon's son, king of Israel. Rehoboam rejects the advice of the elders gave to him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. Okay, the kingdom gets divided, it's an entire mess. And how many times is that kind of what we do? We keep getting advice until we hear what we want to hear. Yeah. Which is really a form of isolation. And um, really having to test your heart. But anyway, Scripture just gives us so many uh, descriptions of, of wisdom and folly. Maybe a counterpoint to that is Mary and Elizabeth. And as Mary's being told she's going to carry the Son of God, you know, the angel says, hey, I've got a person for you, Elizabeth is pregnant mm. and he she who was barren is now having a child and nothing is impossible with God so Mary takes off she's like I'm gonna go sit with somebody who is older mm. wiser who's gonna help me you know walk this out well so those aren't necessarily connected to a decision but being in the midst of a decision and needing people I think is still anyway we see it throughout scripture and then what happens when we don't when we don't work together so pretty cool Right. I think we could start looking at scripture and seeing it everywhere if we just put those glasses on of community and making decisions. For sure. You know, those are some really striking examples. Um, you know, that Rehoboam, that's, that's verse 8, not 18, 1 Kings 12. Because um, <laughs> I've had that many times in my life. I've seen that over the years of like, I'll kind of seek wise counsel mm-hmm. and then they tell me something I don't like. It's like, I'm going to ask someone else, (laughs) you know, until (laughs) I hear what I've already Mm -hmm. decided in my heart because I really want this thing. And we've already kind of touched upon that theme, haven't we? A few times of like spiritual freedom, like, hey, God, I want what you want for me as long as it's this Mm -hmm. (laughs) or as long as it's not that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, God's speaking to us through the wisdom of the people who are around us and know Mm -hmm. us and go, you know, I I got some questions there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the wisest choice for you to make. And um, when we're not free, Mm -hmm. because we're kind of in the, maybe the thrall under the Mm -hmm. control of something we're idolizing, that's when we reject 
you know, the counsel of other people. Like in this Rehoboam story, maybe he's just idolizing power. You know, mm-hmm. he's filled with pride. And um, I don't like what these wise people told me. I'm going to mm-hmm. replace them, you know, with kind of the people I grew up with who are just going to tell me what I want what I to hear. hear. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then as you pointed out, the results were ruinous, you know. And we don't have to go far to find people to tell us what we want to hear. And I think even in this cultural moment, we're moving closer and closer to a time where we don't even give each other good counsel. We mm-hmm. just say, what do you want to do? Follow your heart, mm-hmm. whatever you think. And and there can be some aspects to that, as we've talked about before, that are are true, that the Spirit is speaking to our own soul. Sure. Um, but it, we have, might have to work a little hard to find people who don't just love us, but they love Jesus more. And mm-hmm. they're going to have the boldness to say, Hey, have you thought about this? Have you weighed this? Have you, you know, Jesus says, before you build a tower, count the cost, you know? Yeah. But I do think most people tell us, most people in this moment, tolerance, love equals, mm. I won't tell you anything. Yeah. Even when you're t- trying to make a morally neutral decision, I'm just going to punt it back to you. So finding wise people is um, important and might be more challenging for our young people right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I just, I think I feel a sense of desolation as you're saying that, you know, because I think you can feel a growing sense of like isolation or just being left adrift because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm at this place where I just, could someone just point me to what's what's good? Right, You know, because I'm all turned mm-hmm. around here and it's like, you know what, just whatever you feel, whatever feels good, whatever right in your heart, you should That's do that. That's not the answer I want. And it's like, but someone just... Help me see, Help me. like, give me a perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're right. And I'm thinking about people who are listening to this. I mean, sometimes we're the wise voice mm-hmm. that someone's seeking out, right? If right. you're listening to this episode, there are going to be times where you're the one who's looking for wise counsel, uh, perspective on a situation. This doesn't just have to be older, further. This, this, there's going to be peer mentorship. Mm-hmm. It can be someone who's at sure. a similar life stage to you that you just, you admire mm-hmm. who they are. You see their character. Maybe we'll talk in a second about how do you identify a wise person mm-hmm. and having them speak into your life? Um, so sometimes we're looking for those people and sometimes we're the ones that, that a person seeks out. Mm-hmm. And I think in that moment, to your point, we have to decide if we're just going to tell them what we think they want to hear or if we're really going to have the courage to say, hey, because mm-hmm. I love you, mm-hmm. because I want to see you truly flourish, flourish. you know, mm-hmm. um, in, I'm going to ask the hard question. In the kingdom mm-hmm. sense, I'm going to tell you what I'm, I'm really yeah. seeing here. And it's it's not just going to totally validate everything you've said. Right. You know, there's going to be some points of pushback. There's going to be some things where it's like, maybe you should think about this. And that, we avoid that because it means yeah. disappointing somebody. Absolutely. It means a potential confrontation. It means, um, you know, s- some level of a, a break in a relationship mm-hmm. perhaps where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, why didn't, why, why didn't you affirm, you know, me? Why didn't you just back me all the way? And it's like... Because I don't think that, you know, what what you're deciding here is maybe the wisest choice, right. you know? And I think it takes a courage from the Spirit in some of those times um, to be the one maybe delivering that thing, that mm-hmm. we need God's wisdom on how to present to somebody, but then we also need the Spirit's work in our own hearts to be able to receive, to receive and respond. wise counsel, mm-hmm. and we'll maybe touch on that as well. Hmm. Good stuff. So maybe since we touched on that a little bit, I mean, do we have any thoughts about how do we find a wise person? You know, maybe we're out there, we're looking for a godly, for just godly wisdom on Mm -hmm. a a decision we're facing, which is not a right or wrong, but just, uh, and I'm looking for some perspective, you know, where, 
what counsel might we give somebody for like, what are the voices that we should seek out? I think one thing maybe to be cautious of, I'm thinking back over these years is, you know, the tendency is to go to somebody who seems to have a successful life. Mm. And I think we should be cautious with that. I think people who have suffered and, um, and come out on the other side, knowing the Lord better, um, may actually be our best counselors. Um, because they, they, life is more nuanced, more, life is more complicated for them. So I'm thinking, you know, there's I, I do some speaking, and often when I when I'll share somebody, I'll share my stories, different things, pain, painful things that have happened in my life, and people will say, I I wasn't going to listen to anything you had to say until I knew you had suffered. And I think mm. there's something about wow. them when they say that that's wise. Like yeah. they're wise to not listen to someone. So I guess I'm looking at people who've had who have difficult experiences and grew in their ability to respond to challenges versus react to mm-hmm. challenges. So I, I would want to look that that um, their quality of their relationships with other people, I think evidence a wise life. Um, do they go into the hard places with people and stay with them? Um, so I think we just have to be careful not to use the, wor- the world's idea of success and we want to yeah. look at biblical definitions of flourishing. Um, people who really do have an intimacy, and we touched on it a little bit before, people who love me and know me, but they love Jesus more than me, mm. and they won't betray him by telling me what I want to hear. Um, those would be some things that pop into my mind. What about you? What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think, I mean, to some point, to some degree, what we're talking about is like maybe a preventative or a precursor. Oh, yeah. In the sense that like we've talked in a wider scope of living a wise life is having some of these different levels of relationship Mm -hmm. available so that when I do come to a decision, it's already there. I have people Mm -hmm. that I can look. Don't wait. You know, so that's maybe a decision we (laughs) Mm -hmm. can make now Mm -hmm. is if you're listening to this, are you isolated? Yeah. Do you have, do you have some of those mentor figures? Do you have you surrounded, not just by people who would be successful from the world's definition, but who have been shaped and refined mm-hmm. kind of in the fire of suffering and endurance mm-hmm. and have just a wisdom of like the wealth of intimacy with God yeah. that often comes from great suffering in through which we walk right. with God, you know? So to the person listening is kind of like, because if you're like, I don't have any of that and I'm facing mm-hmm. a big decision, you know, that's a little bit of a taller mountain to climb because you're going to have to like approach somebody, give them your life story, give them Mm -hmm. the context and then ask them what they think, you know, and it's like, (laughs) if you don't have a pre-existing, you know, uh, you know, history of relationship, Mm -hmm. that's going to be harder. And, uh, but I mean, so it's, you know, wise friendships. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a a wider biblical idea of like, who am I surrounding myself with? Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, is it the right kind of friends? Is it the right kind of wise voices? Is it people who are successful from kingdom metrics and not just worldly success. Um, so I think that that's kind of a, a larger assignment and pursuit is, um, and I mean, I even titled this, you know, message on my paper is called community. Right. Because I think it's not just about finding like kind of a sage on top of a mountain. To no, the but a people answer, crew, a tribe. But it's about a group mm-hmm. of people, a village around me. Yeah, That sure. are kind of, here. these are my people who don't just tell me what I want, want to hear. Yeah. You know, they, they're seeking the Lord. They're walking with him. They, they want, yeah, like you were saying, my best. And they want the glory of God. Um, and 
what are they going to say? What are they going to say? You know, say? and then so I think that's yeah. big so part. even as a counselor, I it always broke my heart. Well, first of all, one of my objectives as, as a counselor was if I had anybody coming in as a believer who wasn't in community was that was my that was my big goal yeah. get them into the body of Christ more deeply. How many people were paying me uh, weekly? to be a wise friend. Mm. And um, I wasn't offering anything more than a, a wise friend in, within the body of Christ could have offered them. Yeah, And that really broke my heart. Mm. I would come home sometimes and tell Jeff, I, I just hate people paying me to be a wise, you know, to, to be a side-by-side person um, mm. that they should be finding in the church. And I wonder if counseling needs have skyrocketed because we've isolated. Mm. Like how many... How many times could we be working through some things if we had if we had people around us? It's not easy easy to cultivate. You got got to spend a lot of time praying and pursuing and putting yourself out there and maybe risking uh, people not responding to you. But it's yeah. it's so worth it. Um, the power of of deep biblical friendships is like you said. I just love that you're saying that that cultivating that before we actually even need to make a decision. So it's just natural. It's just like a natural part of your life. Right. Yeah. I remember actually back from season one of the podcast, we did an episode on relationships mm-hmm. and we just, we talked about kind of how they can be the source of like greatest blessing, mm-hmm. you know, in our lives. They can also be the source of greatest frustration pain and pain and, pain and mm-hmm. disappointment, Absolutely. you know, but um, <laughs> I guess I, I forget who I heard this phrase from, but like the the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, you know? I love that. <laughs> like that's great. The, when it comes yeah. to relationship, that's what we ta- started with. Is it's and not even good if you get a bad juice, get a new get a new orange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good to be alone. You know, it's not good. So it always God, goes back to that. That's mm-hmm. God's truth: is that we're meant to be in relationship, mm-hmm. and that it can it can go sideways sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the rich, I think, soil in which a discernment can grow, um, not in isolation, but out of a community. I think we've talked a bit about this already, but, um, you know, what makes listening to wise voices hard? I know, mm-hmm. you know, for some people it's like, I'm not going to do that thing just because you told me to do it, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes listening to input is just like, I make the decisions. This is my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what is maybe some of the, the roadblocks for us of just listening to wise voices? Why can that be hard sometimes? Well, I think it takes courage. I think that's something anytime somebody um, seeks me out personally, I'm challenged by their courage mm. to pause and ask for help to to present something. So I, so then, of course, that means pride gets in our way, uh, fear of rejection, fear I'm bothering somebody. I think there are times I would have loved to have brought people into decision-making, and I just didn't because I was afraid I was going to bother them. Um, that can be a form of shame where um, I don't think I'm worthy of somebody's time, um, that somehow there might be a rejection of the fact that I don't know what I'm doing or um, that kind of potential. So that that can be a, a can make listening to wise voices sometimes a challenge. Our own narratives in our head, our own voices um, mm. that can get in the way to reinterpretation. Even as a counselor, there's so many times I met with somebody yesterday and I said, tell me what you heard. She was looking for, she was looking for, for wise counsel for a very difficult place. And we had to go through some hard things. There were some hard things we needed to talk through. But even then I had to ask her, because I don't have a deep relationship with this person yet. What did you hear me say? 
what was the counsel I gave you? Because we all have voices, busy minds, busy hearts, and we have sure. voices that are interpreting. So sometimes we get we went for wise counsel, we got wise counsel, but we didn't hear it right, and mm. it wasn't wise counsel because we our interpretation of what mm. they said was was distorted by what we heard, and so um, that can be a big one. Um, yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think that's an interesting point of just kind of sometimes challenging our own thoughts. And um, we've talked a bit about that. Of, I think there's a wider conversation about mm-hmm. just growing health. I, I think about that picture of kind of like mm-hmm. a rising tide raises all ships, you know, and yeah. just kind of as the tide of, of health rises in my life, I'm able to hear more clearly. Because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, yeah, people say something to me, but what I hear mm-hmm. is different from what they said, mm-hmm. you know, and that can apply to a lot of things. It can also apply to counsel, yeah. you know, to wisdom um, on decision making. So I think that what you're pointing out there is really important of, you know, we talked about pursuing community one mm-hmm. and two, also just pursuing health. Like what are some of my hangups? What mm-hmm. are some of my, my past, my trauma perhaps mm-hmm. that makes it hard for me to to hear voices, mm-hmm. wise voices. You and know. that might indicate where we need to go to receive, you know, the people that I go to now, they know that I like have a prohibitive conscience. I will feel guilt about everything. Um, and that's kind of a filter that I think things through, you know, an example years ago, we were in the process of adoption and the first um, child that we were presented with, I, I did not anticipate this would happen. There just wasn't peace in my heart about mm. about um, adopting this little guy, and he needed a home. And I had all this guilt, and I I sought wise counsel, and I did get good counsel at the time that maybe we needed to pause the process and pray. Mm. But I had a hard time hearing it because I felt so much guilt. Interesting. And so, um, but this person knew that about me. And they were able to speak into it and say, I know you and you're, you're thinking, you're, you're taking on over responsibility right now. And um, they knew my heart and they could speak into it. So that's kind of like an antidote of, or an example of what I mean, where it's good to go to people who know your tendencies, um, whether, yeah, that can really help you get healthier in the process of making decisions, yeah, right? How cool absolutely. is that? So Absolutely. And I think for me, one of the things that made listening to wise counsel really difficult too in some early years is sometimes I found myself in a place where I didn't know where to go. Like I was making decisions that I didn't have a mentor or anybody who had been in that space, um, who had been in that space before me. And um, I think now with the age of internet and resources, um, although I would never recommend you know, a book, an article, but those can be wise voices in our life. When we can't find somebody who can speak into an issue like trauma and adoption at the time, we, we have an adoption journey and I couldn't find anybody who knew could help me with decision-making. Um, sometimes a book, an article, a, a therapist, those kind of things we may, they can be of a great resource to us. So, but right. that can be a barrier to wise counsels. We can't find anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe an action point in that is like find somebody who can help me find somebody. Yeah, right? absolutely. Don't give up because you can't find. Find somebody who can help you find. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we can probably find someone who can help me find someone. Right. Especially in technology age. Right. Um, but I'm so, so grateful that the body of Christ has gotten so much smaller with with writing, with with podcasts like this, where 
you know, there was a time when all you had was the people right around you. Yeah. Now we can we can be blessed by teachers, prophets, apostles, you know, all the gifts of Ephesians sure. from people who live 3,000 miles away. It's not ideal, but it's certainly better than isolating, right? Yeah, So absolutely. As we're kind of getting to the close of this conversation, I was just thinking about some examples of wise counsel. Mm-hmm. You shared one. I was thinking about a time in my life I was... Um, it was just kind of in like a, it ended up becoming like a toxic church situation. Mm-hmm. And um, like I was kind of serving there in a capacity and um, it just got really weird at the end. And it really kind of threw me for a loop mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure how to respond. You know, like it was kind of a, a, it was time for a transition. They became really like controlling and demeaning um, oh, about sorry. me. And it really kind of t- twisted me up, you know? And so like we had this, like this kind of blow up conversation one day and I went home, I, li- I like to go for a walk, you know, and I'm just kind of thinking through a decision. And uh, I have a guy in my life, I invited him to be a mentor of mine and he graciously <laughs> accepted that invitation like mm, maybe 15 years ago now, you know, when I was new in youth ministry and in life. And it was just a person who I saw his faith, I saw his family and I, I want a, you know, a quality of spirit and life that this person is pursuing. And so that created a, like a years long, uh, kind of mentoring relationship that grew to be more of a reciprocal friendship mm-hmm. over time and, um, uh, continues on now. And so, you know, in this situation, I was out on this walk and I was just really just unsettled, you know, like I, I've. I felt like I was making wise decisions through the process, but I was questioning. And um, so I called up my friend and I just kind of gave him the outlay of the situation and just asked what he thought, you know, what, what should I do? And I mean, I had some ideas about what Mm -hmm. I should do, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't, I was unsure, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember he said to me, he said, you know, you should just thank these people, walk out, and don't look back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he said maybe a handful of other things, but it was pretty brief. Mm-hmm. But powerful. Um, that and painful gave me just the freedom I needed mm-hmm. to know yeah. this one, God is still with me, mm-hmm. even though this is a challenging time. Mm-hmm. And two, talking about cultivating community, this is somebody who knows me very well, can speak mm-hmm. directly with me, right? Um, and just kind of those were just affirmed me and, you know, the path you're on is right. Walk on it. And that's enough. And um, I think that's just one of many examples in my life where I've been just enriched by the generosity of wise counsel, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it is a gift we offer to somebody because yeah. when we're facing a significant decision, um, it feels like we're standing alone, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a, a great act of love to stand alongside somebody, even if we're saying something that's mm-hmm. challenging, you know, like maybe sure. it's something that we even part of us knows, mm-hmm. but we don't want to admit. Mm-hmm. And then this wise person is naming and we're like, ah, I wish that wasn't true, you know, but yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, it can be just a powerful grace from God. And our hope, Patty and I both, is that if you're listening, that you could experience that, you could seek that. 
<sighs> well, Patty, any final things that we want to say as we kind of start to land the plane on wise voices? I think while you were talking, what's something that pops into my mind too that I, 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 feel, I feel terrible that I actually neglected it earlier about why would we want to do this is I'm, I'm picturing you with your mentor and I'm, I'm re- reminded again of the power of the Holy Spirit in community. Mm-hmm. And when we sit down with another believer and we're asking for help, we're not just sitting down with that person. Sure. We're sitting down with them united to Christ, us united to Christ. It's it's just it's such a privilege and such an opportunity to to hear God's voice in community. And um yeah, just kind of looking at hard decisions as an opportunity to actually know the heart of God for all people, but for us specifically. Wow, I just makes me almost want to have a hard decision and go find somebody. How about you? <laughs> yes, or maybe <yeah>. not. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a blessing, you know, of just going through enough decisions to know, like, wow, when I'm in the, when I'm there, mm-hmm. God in His goodness, He'll meet me there. Yeah, and a lot of times His meeting means wise and caring people that Absolutely. will find me. Absolutely. I think as we close, I wanted to end with this this story. It was actually a, a video clip I watched, and I was thinking about like a category of decisions for us as we land the plane today, where sometimes it's like going after a dream, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like, like making a decision to like make a bold step of faith mm-hmm. to do something different, and you're not sure. Like I'm thinking back a couple episodes ago, we interviewed Pauline Larcina, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, works here on our church staff. And, you know, sometimes when, when we're presented with a decision, we're just like, I don't know if I can do this, yeah. you know? And we doubt ourselves. We just feel like, Oh, like, why me? Here's all these reasons why I couldn't do it. Here's why I'm going to fail. And sometimes we got those those negative voices in our life saying like, yeah, you will. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough to do that. Like, your, your dream's crazy. You know, and we need wise voices of people to tell us like, maybe let's let's refine that. Like, let's think about that. But <laughs> sometimes really is crazy. it's our own like self-doubt and fear mm-hmm. that keeps us from making a decision that perhaps based on other avenues, God would tell us to take. Yeah. It's just, it's our fear of taking a leap. And I saw this video I think I'll, I'm going to find it and post a link in the show notes. But uh, he was a comedian, I think, in New York City. And um, it's him talking with his dad. And um, I think they're, they're in Madison Square Garden. Oh, I saw this. Oh, I, my goodness. I posted goodness. it on the, on the Maybe it was from you then. Slack channel. Yeah, yeah, probably. But it destroyed me. Yeah. And he's just there. Destroyed all of us that you sent it to, <laughs> Max. It's, it was but inc- but I'm going to drum roll. Here we it go. It was incredible, right? But, it was incredible. So he's talking with his dad, and he's he's a comedian maybe in his 30s or something, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of found success. Like he has like a Netflix special or something and um, all this stuff, and he's just he's talking with his dad, and he says, Dad, I don't know if you remember this, but there was this moment in my childhood where I was like, hey, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian someday, you know, and um, this is just some wiry kid in their family mm-hmm. living room talking about this dream, you know? And uh, I, I mean, you can probably hear it. I'm super emotional describing this, but, <laughs> uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but he goes on and he's just talking about his dream. And he's like, dad, one day, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a stand uh, you know, comedy thing in Madison Square Garden. And he said, dad, I remember when I said that, you said, I'll see you there. Mm. You know, it wasn't like, that's nuts. You know, mm-hmm. get a job at, you know. Get a real job. <laughs> get a real job. Mm-hmm. He said, Dad, I'm going to be a Madison Square Garden one day. He said, I'll see you there. And I think there's a, a decision inherent 
in that, right? Of just like, am I really going to pursue this dream? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who pursue dreams. They find a different dream along the way. Sure. Yeah. But um, just, and I'm sure as his father, he, he saw something mm-hmm. in his son. Mm-hmm. And it was that word of affirmation mm-hmm. maybe that was part of his internal math of like, you know what? If this person believes in mm-hmm. me, maybe it could be true. Maybe it can be true. And um, I think that can be a gift that we offer mm-hmm. to other people mm-hmm. um, of seeing something in them. You know, like, sure. could I do this? And I'm not talking about saying something that's not true mm-hmm. to somebody. Right. But, but when it's a circumstance where it's someone's own fear and insecurity that's holding them, some, them back from what, maybe from your perspective, you can see, man, you would kill at that. Mm-hmm. Say that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're that yeah. person and you have that voice in their life, say that to them. I see that in you. You know, will it come to pass in, in the timing you think or in the way that you think? Maybe not, but I'll see you. And sometimes, you know, not what made me think about it was Pauline in her episode said, you know, her husband just said, you could totally do that. Mm-hmm. And she was going back kind of hemming and hawing. He said, I could totally see you doing that. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is just that word of blessing of like, maybe it could be. Maybe it could be. And maybe that's mm-hmm. the thing that springboards us into the dream that God has for mm-hmm. you. So, um, that's what I wanted to leave you with. Well, that concludes this episode of the Praxis Podcast. I hope you enjoyed coming along with us on this journey as we talked about the importance of wise voices when it comes to wise decision making. Once again, Patty, thank you so much for joining us for this super fun episode. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, thank you for listening and I hope you found these conversations helpful and we hope to catch you next time on the Praxis Podcast. Oh, 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 o